0: Hi, welcome to the Cruise Control Podcast. I'm Ryland Cruz, and I am Gavin Davis. We are here to talk about whatever comes out of our weird brains, and we hope you enjoy. And we know we did. Welcome, welcome. Hello, welcome back to our show. We appreciate you tuning in. So today's topic for discussion the hot topic not the store but the subject we are going to be discussing neuralink <laughs> <laughs> i love smooth transitions no um i suppose not specifically neuralink just digital interface with human beings
1: yeah there's a lot of interesting things similar like uh like vr ar uh other types of new technologies that are coming out
0: uh basically technology that's become a bit of an invasive species (laughs) yeah in a way but um yeah what's your take
1: uh up until a certain point i think it's i think it can be good i just think that uh you inevitably reach a point of no return
0: oh yeah well it's like um I was reading this thing about CRISPR, you know, the, uh, it can be used to like, uh, modify genes. Mm -hmm. Uh, and eventually it'll get to the point to where you can have like designer babies, you know, and that's their goal is that like at the beginning it's used to get rid of, uh, you know,
1: Genetic genetic
0: disorders like Huntington's or, you know, color blindness. Yeah. And, um, Eventually you get to the point to where if you can alter genes, that so you can just prefer certain genes over others and you'll have designer babies.
1: And then everybody will be Bill Gates. <laughs> Bill!
0: No. Um, yeah, spo- I suppose it's things like that to where it does have benefits, but eventually you do get to the point to where it's no longer beneficial, it's just entirely invasive. You know, to where it's just you aren't exactly unique anymore. You're just sort of fitting within this you know frame that was built by uh societal ideals
1: yeah and it's going to be interesting whenever people because like i guess one of the uniting factors behind humanity as it is is that uh everybody's dealt some kind of short straw and Mm -hmm. everybody's dealt some kind of advantage at some point in their life and uh if you can take that away i wonder what that would do to society like on a cultural level yeah
0: because then there's no discrepancies between humans we're just all the same. But yeah, um, I suppose bringing it back to technology, uh, VR and AR very cool things. Yeah. Like we both own Oculus headsets. They're yeah. freaking awesome. You yeah, know, would recommend ton of, ton of fun. Um, but I suppose it does get to the point to where, uh, you wonder that if they become readily accessible at what point does it become invading your perception of reality you know at what point does it become uh interfering with you being able to properly interpret the world
1: yeah and uh, there's some company i'm trying to find it right now but they make ar glasses and they look relatively like normal i'm trying to
0: they're like Tony Stark.
1: <laughs> yeah they're like Edith glasses from, yeah uh, the, yeah from iron man but i'm trying to that's freaking called? awesome dude uh, they might be called north glasses
0: Oh my gosh. So does that mean you could like, does it have Surrey? <laughs> you recap uh, on the thing and you're yeah, like, so, what is the weather today?
1: So here's what they are. They're basically just, they look like relatively normal glasses and they've got a little projector in the uh, in the frame in the lens or the frame in the frame, like in the little support thing that goes behind your ear. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I and see it's I got see a little
1: projector that shoots it out onto the glass. But you can only see it from the inside of the glass. Like you couldn't see it from the outside because of how it's designed. Bro, optometrists
0: are crying and right they, now. <laughs> they literally
1: look like relatively normal glasses. Like yeah. There's not anything that out no, of No, the they ordinary. do. They just
0: have thicker stems. And they've but... got, like,
1: I think they've got Alexa and Google Assistant in them. And uh, they sell a ring that goes with it. That's very kind of, like, cool. Use a little joystick command in the ring. But like, imagine, uh, I think Apple has a patent for something similar to it. But imagine whenever that becomes mainstream, mm-hmm. like it, it's almost everybody It's very dystopian. That it's going to replace the phone at some point mm-hmm. or something similar. But uh, imagine going to class,
0: <laughs> dog. That amount of blue light cannot be healthy for you, though.
1: Yeah.
0: No, but um, yeah. Imagine going to class and you're like, uh, let me just Google this real quick. <laughs> yeah. During a test. But um, yeah, it's gonna be crazy because. As progressively technology gets more advanced, society gets dumber. That sounds so. It's true. It, it does sound like edgy teen or whatever, but it's true. You know. Um, well, the more accessible information is, the less we need to learn it because it's it always readily what you mean, available, right?
1: Because if we look at the dark ages compared to now, oh the people yeah. in the dark ages were probably still more stupid than we are now. Oh yeah, technologically. It kind of depends, I guess, because like. A lot of scientific advancements have made people just smarter in general. Like people don't go around now trying to find a witch to cure their polio. No, oh, no. But I suppose it depends. In some degrees they're a lot smarter and in others they're a lot dumber. It depends.
0: I suppose we have to distinguish actual knowledge from, you know, yeah, actual skills, mm-hmm. you know. To where uh
1: there are far less uh technic- there are far less people p- who can do things like, like with I, specialized I, skills with specialized skills like the majority of jobs now are less trade-based and less having a skill versus learning something very simple and being able to do it repeatedly
0: yeah because i suppose but eventually those jobs will be replaced with automation yeah like eventually uh things that are easy to learn and are very repetitive will be replaced with automated machines that's just how it's going to be and
1: then you just want to be the person who's automating the machines
0: yeah <laughs> i mean essentially But, um, yeah, I think it is weird, though, because you wonder how, um, because Neuralink, uh, it's a chip that goes into your brain, uh, essentially. And then, like, uh, the goal is to uh, cure diseases that are neurological and then eventually to connect to a hive mind and then transfer ideas no longer through language, but through actually taking the idea and putting it from one brain to another.
1: Yeah. By so, a computer of some sort.
0: It's like sending someone an image versus actually talking about an image because, regardless of what you're talking about, whatever you're saying gets lost in translation yeah, because, because I could
1: be the best person ever at describing a scene, but it still wouldn't be the same. Like uh, how people are always disappointed whenever they see the movies of a book mm-hmm. because they had their own image that they'd built based on the uh, things that they've been hearing in the book and then they see it in film. It's almost always completely different than what they imagined. Mm-hmm. And then they're disappointed by it because it was, uh, it kind of shook what they'd been drawn to originally in the book.
0: Yeah, exactly. Previously perceived ideas are like now could transfer between craniums because it, it would be like sending someone a graph in comparison to describing a graph. Yeah. But it is interesting because uh, I was reading a thing. Uh, it was uh, so Elon Musk had a conference with CNET. Mm-hmm. and uh, they now put the implants into pigs and they're working like right now yeah. there are pigs with neuralink and they're functioning
1: so when are when are the pigs going to become hyper intelligent species like an animal father?
0: yeah <laughs> when are we going to get snowball and napoleon
1: when are they going to run us out of earth
0: oh hopefully next year
1: <laughs> we won't have to worry <laughs>
0: about <laughs> any problems no but um yeah uh, they want to start human trials by the end of 2021 so heck yeah
1: so oh boy more months and then
0: yeah 10 more months as of now nine more months and then Neuralink baby in some random dude's yeah. head but uh i had another thought and this may be super like a uh, george orwell type of you know yeah uh futurist conspiracy theory but uh if you like went to bed and you dreamed and the neuralink was in your brain it's as if they would play advertisements while you dreamt yeah and then you would have to pay for adblock
1: well we were we were thinking about this earlier and yeah we were talking about this what, earlier it's it's hard to blend the line between like dreaming with neuralink and living with neuralink because i guess to some degree it's kind of just an upgraded subconscious in a lot of ways mm-hmm. that you can consciously gather information from That's kind of what Neuralink is to a degree.
0: Well, I suppose if it, what benefits you more? Because you would need, um, at a certain point of time, you know, Neuralink only has X amount of energy. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So you'd have to either spend computational
1: power. It has X amount of computational power, I suppose would be.
0: Well, not only computational power, but actually fueling of the chip because you do need to charge it. Okay. Like you do have to plug in the chip in order to charge it. Okay. So you have X amount of computational power, but the chip has only X amount of energy be able to use to power the chip. So you'd have to charge it for a certain amount of time, and it depends where would that chip's power most, like, where would it be most effectively utilized? During your everyday life or during sleep, whenever certain ideas need to be propagated, or whenever you're actually functioning throughout your everyday experience? Because uh, it depends whether you want people to be mindless drones, during their adult life, because that could be a possibility to leave people permanently pro- plugged in.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, or if autonomy hasn't gone that far, whenever Neuralink is prominent.
1: Or whether you don't want it. Or whether you there don't want could it. Be an entire other possibility that uh, the technocrats don't want that to happen. Like it's not something that's desired at all within the community.
0: What Neuralink or no, autonomy? No.
1: Like full autonomy based on computer injections into the brain.
0: Well, it depends. Do you mean autonomy within like individual jobs, or autonomy within their Neuralink, like your brain? Like, would you autonomy want autonomy within their brain? So you'd want like them you entirely want, plugged into the Matrix. You, you wouldn't don't want, want that.
1: everybody to be a John Smith. Yeah, you don't. No. want everybody to be the same, think the same. You you don't want that. If I mean, maybe they do. Yeah, I was about to say, maybe
0: you'd want a Ready Player One reality.
1: Yeah, but because regardless, it's a possibility either way.
0: Yes. Because there are certain tasks that have to be completed throughout real-world existence. But if everyone was plugged into some sort of quote-unquote matrix, you know, like some Ready Player One existence to where your consciousness can be quantified and then plugged into some sort of digital realm, then the rules of the digital realm are entirely malleable. Like, you can change your environment.
1: The entire point behind Ready Player One, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, and that has its pros and cons, you know?
1: Now the thing is, uh, Ready Player One was more of a VR, AR type experience. experience. It was neuraling type thing. Like it wasn't uh, injections in the brain. No,
0: you could pull off the headset anytime you wanted.
1: What's the, what's the, it's the one where uh, it's like a VR type thing, but if you get pulled out, you die. Or if you die in the thing, you die.
0: Uh, wreck it, Ralph. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, uh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, it's where you die in the thing, you die in real life. I know what you're talking about, and I've heard that before. I don't remember what film it's from.
1: I don't know either. But uh, it's it's an interesting concept. That, like, if you could truly link somebody's uh, online existence to their actual existence.
0: Yeah, to do that, you would have to literally quantify consciousness, which is the biggest hurdle.
1: Yeah.
0: Is you'd have to synthesize, like, literally what makes you you.
1: Right. Or you just allow them to project that into uh which is more of what Ready Player One is.
0: It's creating a bridge, not necessarily transferring it.
1: Right. Which is uh, I guess the difference between a Neuralink type thing and the R A R. Right. hmm That's where you would draw the distinction is a one is a one is a tool to access a realm that you can control. And the other is a the other is a tool as well, but what it does is it puts you in a world that is controlled by itself.
0: Mm-hmm. But um, another thing that's interesting is uh, dopamine and serotonin regulation.
1: Yeah, like the one study where they put the rats and they're like, hey, there's a button that releases dopamine and a button that releases food and water. And the rats would just keep hitting the dopamine button until they died Mm -hmm. because the dopamine releases were more – because the general idea with dopamine is that it's what completely regulates your life, that and serotonin.
0: Yeah, because it's reward-based. It's
1: reward-based. And the reward for eating food is dopamine. Mm-hmm. So you're incentivized to eat food by dopamine. And your body is like, hey, eating food's kind of good, so we'll give you dopamine if you do it. But uh, if you find a way to do that in people and connect them to some kind of virtual existence, then you can be like, hey, do this thing. And then their body says, hey, you need to do this thing in order to survive.
0: Yeah, because then you could just make them do whatever. you know.
1: Basically, dopamine is more of a survival So it's a feeling of like doing something that you need to to survive a lot of times.
0: Yeah, it's like Pavlovian. Yeah. You do something, you get rewarded with dopamine or serotonin. Mm -hmm. And you can eventually train your body to where certain actions are rewarded. Oh, yeah. If
1: you can mask it rather than being a pleasure thing, because people have uh, a relatively innate ability. Like humans have a very strange ability to prolong suffering Mm -hmm. for higher reward. But if you could find a way to make whatever – like if, you, if you're if you the owner of Neuralink and you say, I really want this thing to be done, and you find a way to make the dopamine release in a way that is necessary to survival, like you, like you fool the person into thinking that it's critical for them to live, mm-hmm. they will do it. Yeah. And so you gain full control over a person in that regard.
0: You would just have to chunk up the dopamine and serotonin releases because right. they would just lose motivation halfway Based through. On, uh... it's, well, it's whatever task you would want them to complete – and it's uh also dependent on uh whoever is and isn't plugged up you know
1: like patent like bill gates patent the 2020 60 60 60.
0: it's uh now we're getting into full conspiracy (laughs) it is a real patent though it's a real patent. microsoft owns it though not bill gates
1: right microsoft owns it not bill gates and it's similar in what we were just saying. Because it's just a, it's a cryptocurrency reward, exchange system. It's a reward based system for completing actions that rewards you with cryptocurrency. Yeah. Versus dopamine, but it's the same system in yeah. some way. Like your actions reach a server and the server…
0: That would be interesting is you had a cryptocurrency based entirely on dopamine and serotonin releases.
1: Oh, that would be. If you is Isn't have... that a cool thought? And yeah. It's like you have a pleasure coin. Or Dope whatever. bucks.
0: <laughs> yeah. How many dope coins do you need? And then you get dopamine releases based on completing certain tasks. And then you get more dopamine. So the richer you are, the
1: more dopamine you have. In yeah. essence.
0: And you can uh, decide to release those dopamine hits based on a lot of amounts of time because you can overdose. Right. Because eventually if you take too much dopamine, you develop a tolerance and then life sucks.
1: <laughs> right. Which is the entire uh, idea behind technological detoxes. Yeah. I mean, is that... Uh,
0: you need less stimuli in order to appreciate less stimuli.
1: Right, so if you really want to start enjoying working out, just do nothing for a week, and then working out will seem like it's better than whatever you were doing, which was nothing. Yeah, exactly. It's because you yourself appre- into appreciating what you at first hated.
0: You appreciate smaller things because you were intaking literally nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is interesting because I wonder how advertisers would compare. Oh no, yeah, because uh, you could just plug in certain advertisements literally inside somebody's brain like you could have essentially mind viruses you know it's where if you were able to uh, break in someone's neural link you can make saying, you can make someone's idea seem rational like you can if or you, you can you
1: could be like hey pay you could be like a, do this action in order to gain one dope coin right mm-hmm. like you could advertise a product for an action
0: yeah
1: rather than advertising your product in return for currency you could advertise your currency
0: in return for an action. action. Mm-hmm. Because they're
1: both connected. And getting people to do the action would just be as simple as them signing some or like, like logging on to a game. right? Yeah.
0: So you get one dope coin.
1: Right. You get one dope coin. If you
0: log on, sign up for a free trial, whatever.
1: Yeah. And not even a free trial. If you just use our thing.
0: You know what I also wonder is if you could sell portions of your time for currency or other like non-fungible tokens like NFTs if you were plugged into the That's Neuralink, like, you sell like, you sell 30 minutes of your day to watch advertisements or participate in whatever. And then you get whatever, you know, like uh, NFTs, but what do you gain you, If
1: you're fully in that, what do you gain from watching advert because you don't need the product if you're fully immersed in the
0: Well, it doesn't have to be advertisements for a product. It can be advertisements for an idea or an advertisements for some sort of I
1: think it'd be advertisements for your service. It would be the future of that specific
0: Oh yeah. It can be it can be advertisements for whatever. Right. It can be advertisements for, you know, a new model of Neuralink. Mm-hmm. It can be advertisements for a service. It can be advertisements for a way of life.
1: Oh, that's an interesting thought people who are a generation behind in Neuralink.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would be. So you keep have you keep having to progress.
1: You either keep having to progress.
0: Or I suppose.
1: But at some point you couldn't progress farther, right? Like it, if you get the first generation of Neuralink and it's highly invasive, I suppose the farther along you go, the less invasive and more easy it is to replace them. Yeah. But your first, second, third generation people, there might not be a way to replace the Neuralink without...
0: Well, I suppose it depends because you could also... Because we only perceive reality through our limited five senses. Right. So you'd have to exceed certain dimensions of consciousness. Mm -hmm. You know, ones that we haven't even thought of, like, um, beyond depth of field, essentially. Right. You know? And ways that we wouldn't even be able to comprehend without, you know, some sort of hijacking of our brain. Mm -hmm. Which is definitely a weird thought. But uh, I have found the uh, silver lining is that if the WNBA would get these Neuralink's on, they could finally get more than two viewers. <laughs> they could double in viewership from two to four if they would just get these Neuralink ads going.
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah, um, it's weird because I wonder if you have to pay for an ad block. Wouldn't that be weird? Like you could Imagine create a service.
1: Imagine a Neuralink.
0: Oh, yeah. No, you see that one Black Mirror episode where you can literally block people from existence? No. So um, Daniel told me about it, actually. It was like this one Black Mirror episode to where, like, you could block someone. Like, you know, you block someone on your phone. You could yeah. block someone from real life, and then your senses just wouldn't perceive them. Oh. Like, they legit wouldn't exist. It would wipe them from your memory. You wouldn't be able to perceive them in reality, and any trace of them in your life would be gone. Isn't that crazy? That. That's a crazy thought.
1: That's crazy. And... Another thing behind Neuralink is, yeah, it could completely eradicate certain memories.
0: Yeah, literally. And you could just, it can interfere with your ability for logical thought to where you wouldn't, you literally wouldn't be able to create a coup against, you know, Neuralink because your ability to perceive logic in your brain Mm -hmm. would interface with that technology.
1: And uh, I suppose another part of Neuralink is increasing intelligence. That's one of the key aspects behind it. Mm -hmm. So the hard part about that is... uh, once people get injected with Neuralink, that is able to make it relatively solely loyal to them. You have highly intelligent people that are solely loyal to Neuralink. They're yeah. not just mindless drones.
0: Oh no! But it depends. They're how do you quantify
1: computationally gifted?
0: Yeah, exactly. But how do you quantify intelligence? Would it be IQ or actual like intake of knowledge?
1: Uh, well,
0: I suppose it'd be IQ. You have,
1: have, have, have to be to, IQ. It could be both. Yeah, but it depends, because oh, if because knowledge is regulated... different kinds of intelligence, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. And uh, Neuralink is primarily, to my knowledge, computationally intelligent. Like, it would be the booster they could offer you. I assume, because... And IQ as well, because you have more Elon access Musk... to relatively minute <laughs> knowledge, because you have access to a giant library, which is the internet of...
0: Information. Of information. Yeah. Well, Elon Musk described it as, uh, like, kicking a vending machine. You know, it's like electricity firing your neurons. uh,
1: Was he saying that for Neuralink? But was that in regard to disabled people mentally or?
0: Yeah, but it's the same concept. Okay. Uh, It's just with motor functions in comparison to cognitive functions. Gotcha. It's the same concept. If
1: you're mentally disabled.
0: Yeah. Well, no, it's the same thing. Right. It's the same thing. It just depends, you know?
1: Okay.
0: But uh, yeah, it's a weird thought. It definitely is and you wonder how like
1: um no here's another thing what? you know how we perceive everything through our five senses yeah what if you just created a system that has relative complete control cuz we have a uh, so recently the FDA banned uh vaping like ev- like flavored cartridges of vapor right but there is a vr like jewel pods yeah, but there's a VR You can still that,
0: sell jewel pods.
1: Right, but it's a non-flavor that aren't menthol or tobacco or something Oh, like I that
0: see, I see.
1: Because kids were hitting up that mango-flavored jewel pod. They were juicing up. Yeah.
0: Hitting those puff bars.
1: But uh, there was a company that created the uh, capsules. So you know how, like, you would put it underneath your VR headset, and it would release scents. Mm-hmm. And it had, like... You know, maybe eight or nine cents, and they could combine them into any scent, basically. So you have like library. You know how like there's like RGB, yeah, like red, green, blue. Mm-hmm. It's that, but with smell. So you'd have like tart, bitter, sweet, whatever, and you could combine them in a certain way that creates any other scent. Oh. It was for VR, and uh, the hard part would be cataloging the scents for games, but it'd be like anything else; it just take time in order to do it very easily.
0: Yeah. So is that how they would like? So how does that relate to the juul so thing? Well,
1: well, they can't do it because they're cartridges of.
0: I see, I see, I see. But that's why it's banned. That's why okay. it's banned. That makes sense.
1: But if you did that, and then there's some company that's creating like a taste thing similar to that, where they take like your five tastes—bitter, sweet, uh, yeah, salty, whatever, it's savory, fatty—and mm-hmm. then a unami. Booga booga
0: booga. It's uh, ooga, booga booga. I don't know I what it's, it's called Unami. either. I think it's Unami. You're right.
1: There's something similar to that. It but starts if with a U. you take those and you can combine all of those together, you can create any taste. Yeah. And then you can create haptic suits, create feels. You can create... Like, once you That's literally that down, Ready Player One, yeah. Do you have to create a Neuralink type thing? If you have that already, then you can just fool somebody into living a different existence. I suppose it just... being hyper-invasive.
0: I suppose it just depends because uh, it's maybe just preference, preference of, you know, Neuralink or a haptic suit. Yeah. You know, it's pretty much the same thing, assuming there's cross-platforming. Right. Like, people with Neuralink can go into the haptic suit people. Maybe it's just, like, uh, competing businesses, you know? Yeah. To where one sells the haptic suit and another sells Neuralink, but they essentially perform the same function. It's just people in the haptic suit can leave. It's not in their brain. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, that would be interesting. You know, it would be interesting as if it developed a hierarchical class of people because the people in the haptic suit wouldn't have the heightened intelligence Right. But also would have free will. Right. And the people with the Neuralink would have the heightened intelligence, but not the free will. Right. We should write a book series. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've got an idea. We've got them, boys. After we're done directing our uh, space zombie invasion on Mars. Oh, we, yeah. We can, we can set her down and write these books.
0: Yep. going to write a full seven book series. Whole deal.
1: Five pages of book because we have the, like mental capacity of a chipmunk
0: yeah pretty much
1: we kind of need Neuralink in order to keep us focused <laughs>
0: essentially or just
1: ADHD. actually that would kids with adhd would probably be one of the first targets of Neuralink on a mass audience
0: yeah probably or diabetes because if you could regulate uh, right but generally insulin
1: right but you have insulin i think that kids with like concentrating i think they'll be some of the first widespread adopters of children because we already drug them
0: what with like a freaking Ritalin or whatever?
1: Yeah, <laughs> man, I can't and, stop. Ritalin. <laughs>
0: <Get> my Ritalin. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I suppose it just—I don't think it'll go live for a long time, no. at least a decade.
1: Yeah, but
0: because at right now it costs like ten to twenty million is what they estimate Neuralink will cost. Because yeah, no, because you have to freaking format yeah, the it.
1: Insane.
0: Because it, uh, it won't be affordable for a very long time, so we're just this is just theorizing. Mm-hmm. We're just being stupid, essentially.
1: But if, if you look back, anything technologically like computers, oh yeah, yeah, take yeah, up a, like, rooms, like houses worth of space in order to do simple computational things and now
0: and now we have one in our pockets.
1: Now we have one in our pockets that is extremely powerful. They
0: can outcompute anything they had in the 40s. Yeah. We by have a long shot. Yeah, like, like
1: thousands of magnitudes of computational power higher. We have
0: more technology in our pockets than uh they did, you know, to launch a freaking rock into space.
1: And by a wide margin. By a
0: wide margin. So it's it'll insane. be interesting
1: to see where the future of uh immersive technologies leads.
0: Yeah. It is interesting because, really, we already are having a symbiotic relationship with technology. Because it's
1: symbiotic. It's, just, it's symbiotic. It's just not whenever it becomes uh,
0: internal. Because right now, even when you leave your phone in a separate room, you feel like a piece of you is missing because it's always yeah. around you.
1: It's sort of like how it's whenever interesting how uh, phones have intentionally created anxiety deficits without their product. Exactly. It's one of the first products in history that's done something like that. Mm-hmm. And oh no, I don't have this thing. I'm anxious because of that
0: exactly and it's, it's like um, it's a
1: dependency upon an object that you Say in your mind. You're not dependent upon. Yeah, it's creating a drug addiction of your product
0: and a lot of the time We know we're dependent on it. We just don't care. Yeah, because it's extremely convenient But it's interesting because it's like how you have skin-on-skin contact with babies and that develops a bond Yeah, it's sort of like how we always have our phone on us and that's skin us in contact creates an emotional bond to something, you yeah. know, and we're always around it. So we feel like it's a piece of us.
1: Mm. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's sad to, it's sad that, uh, that yeah. we're dependent upon having it. Not that we have it, but the fact that we're dependent upon mm. it is what makes it
0: pretty much. In the end, we're all just dopamine addicts with different needles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true. Essentially. And, uh, some of us just have a better job. Some of them, some of us just do a better job of regulating where we get it from.
0: And some of us have crack. <laughs> but, yeah, teach their own whatever. Yeah. So is that is that the closing statement? I
1: think it, the closing statement is going to be that we're all druggies to dopamine.
0: Yeah, we're all drug addicts. We're all phone addicts. And we're eventually heading to a ready player one existence to where we're just going to live in Roblox. There's no hope. <laughs> there is no hope. Thank no, you guys for listening. There's, there's a lot of hope.
1: Yeah, there's, there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of good that – and I think that's something that gets heavily overlooked in any type of new technological era is the, the amount of good that it can do or that it has done. Yeah,
0: like our lives are so like astronomically better than they were like even 30 years ago, you know? Yeah.
1: But it's because we're designed as humans to sense fear more than we are to uh, to look back and see the good things that have happened. So. mm mm-hmm. I guess we're going to end it there. Yeah. There, there's a there is lining. hope. Uh, yeah. We love you. Thank you for listening. Yeah. We hope you can see the silver lining. Pugs, everything. not drugs. Yep. Pugs, not drugs. All right. Cool. Bye. Thanks for listening.
0: Love you. love you. Hi. Thanks for listening. We'd really appreciate you sharing this.
1: This is not a request, this is a threat.